You're listening to the Growth Exponential Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Caro Cook, and today we're joined by a special guest, Susan Muzenski. Susan is the Executive Director of the Social Innovation Forum, which creates positive social change in the greater Boston area by engaging leaders, strengthening organizations, and building networks. Susan, welcome. Thanks so much, Brad. It's great to have you here. I love the topic of innovation. So if you could share with me at a high level about your organization. Sure. We're doing pretty exciting work to try to describe it in bigger words. We call ourselves like marketplace makers. And so picture that you want to be a part of something really innovative in your community. You can't usually just go to the store and you know, show up and find it um, because there aren't really live marketplace places around really social change. You might ask your neighbor or you might read a newspaper, but what we're really trying to do is every year um, work with a handful of really exciting organizations that are at a really growth point in their work while we're also working with funders who want to find those really exciting organizations that are really showing that they want to grow and evolve. And so in the middle, we're hosting generally about 50 to 60 events a year where we're bringing together small nonprofit organizations who are doing good work. Um, Some of them might be two years old, some of them might be 32 years old, and we're also bringing together all sorts of funders. So it might be from corporate foundations, but individuals and volunteers and people who really want to get engaged in what we call a local social impact marketplace. That's fascinating. And I'm wondering, could you share with us, like taking us way back, what it is that brought you into this innovation social marketplace? And uh, don't be shy about how far back we go. (laughs) I I can travel you in in different stages, different, you know, way back. You know, I think there's a few things. So one, I actually did a semester abroad when I was at college. And it was all about, you know, connections and people and relationships and place. And I knew at the time I was pretty excited about self-directed learning you know, engaged, you know, not book learning, but but learning by doing. And I knew that that was going to be an important component of my life and, you know, travel forth in decades, you know, many different kinds of decades, helping do that kind of work, working for international youth programs where young people were doing experiential learning. You know, I learned terms for what that was. And when I was in In my 30s, had an amazing, actually starting in my 20s, an amazing opportunity to actually work with an organization whose mission was to fight bias, bigotry, and racism. And we did a lot of community building and leadership development with people of all ages. And I was there for 13 years. And when I left that job and eventually was figuring out what was next in my life, it was really important for me to build another intentional community. And this was a brand new, exciting startup inside of a consulting agency. And I could see ways that people in nonprofits could actually benefit from partnerships with funders. And I could see ways that funders could benefit from learning next to and with nonprofit leaders. And what I said to the founder in in my first interview with him was, if you want someone to simply raise money for groups that are community-based leaders, 
there's probably other people you can hire, but if there's a way we can turn this into a reciprocal relationship where nonprofits and funders can learn together and have things to give and gain from each other, I'm really interested in this model and the way it works. And 14 and a half years later, here I am still doing the work differently. That's amazing. And I love how you talk about intentional communities and communities of reciprocity between the organizations and the funders. What does that look like on the ground? Yes, yeah, so it's pretty exciting. So on the ground, we, we do a six-month vetting process. And so every year we're choosing seven or eight organizations who get 24 months of capacity building support. In the six months of vetting, we're looking at 130 or 150 organizations. But we're not just doing that as staff at the Social Innovation Forum, we're doing that alongside funders, alongside volunteers, alongside community leaders. And so rather than looking at your typical funder or foundation who are just making funding decisions often with their own lenses, we've got tables of 15 or 20 people who are talking about the topic of opioids or the topic of college access and really bringing in a multitude of perspectives of what might be a good opportunity for investment and for growth. Very interesting. How do you select those organizations to be a part of the Social Innovation Forum? Yeah. So we have an open application process. Anybody in the kind of Eastern Massachusetts area can apply. We have usually seven or eight topics per year. And you, you apply if you fit into a topic. And so you can apply if you're not chosen, you get feedback or you have access to feedback. And it's a six month process. So we might start with 150 and second round go down to 85 third round down to 35, you know, down to a number for site visits. And then on each topical area with, with a funding partner, we will choose one. And so the groups that don't get in, some of them will reapply year after year. Uh, we've begun running some capacity camps, which are smaller versions, um, somewhere between two and 12 months of also capacity building support that we offer to a range of other organizations who are saying, I really want to grow. I really want to develop. What kinds of skills do I need to kind of work on in order to move my organization forward? That's remarkable. What are the hot topics right now or the most pressing needs do you feel in the nonprofit world? Sure. Well, we've spent three years, we're not on it this year, but three years working on immigration and, you know, asylum seekers and refugees. Mm -hmm. And so it was a pretty broad based piece. We did four deep pieces of work and certainly still feel a deep calling for that. We're talking to a number of people about looking at democracy issues in the coming year. This year we have one of our topical issues is on opioids. That's so a big one. it's a big one. Uh, we've worked on women and girls issues over the years. So our topics really span, we're, we're doing some pieces on disabilities. And so, so there's so many hot and important topics in our environment these days. That's really interesting. Can you tell me a little bit about the middle marketplace work you're doing? Sure. When you say middle marketplace, you're talking about how we bring people together? Yeah, exactly. 
Sure. So as I mentioned to you, we're working both with building capacity in nonprofit organizations and helping funders understand kind of a localized marketplace, but probably 50 times a year we're creating rooms where nonprofits and funders come together. We brought a keynote speaker called Voulet. I don't know if you've been in touch with Vu who runs, you know who he is? Yeah, for sure. Okay, nonprofit <laughs> AF. Yeah. Uh, told funders and nonprofits they had to come with a date from the other community. So rather than just coming with your own buddies, you know, we talked about how do you sit next to somebody who's from the other sector and begin deeper conversations with them. Um, we do a showcase every year. We have 375 people who watch our eight organizations present a very professionalized pitch, slides, prospectus, lots of opportunities, but it's not a table dinner where people are sitting at their table with their friends. It's a plenary and it's a serious business meeting and the people up on the stage actually have things to say about the important work that they're doing in the community and the community leaders have the stage. And so we're regularly trying to change the paradigm of who gets to bring voice and how social change happens. That's amazing. And I love how you're bringing the funders together with the nonprofits themselves. But what is it the funders get out of their involvement? So I think the funders get a range of things. First of all, many funders are meeting groups that they've never heard of or never seen before. Um, organizations are small. They're all under $2 million um, or programs of sometimes we're taught, sometimes we're with organizations that are one or two years old. And so a funder who's only funding in the 3 million and up would never see an organization that's $300,000, but they come to a plenary like we host and they're like, wow, here's some great organizations. We should keep our eye on them or we should get to know them or they seem like they're up and coming and they've got really important work. Maybe we could help them at an earlier stage. And um, the other thing is because we are, you know, in some ways a market maker and a trusted vetter, we've been doing this work for 17 years in the greater Boston area. Um, people know the groups that we've worked with over time and they're like, oh, Social Innovation Forum is doing that work and helping them figure out out what the next few years of their work life looks like and they're building metrics for them and helping their leadership team. They're a pretty interesting investment um, if they've made it through our selection process and done all the work that we require. So this isn't, you know, an award where you get like a medal and you get to, you know, go up on stage and shake someone's hand. It's an award where when chosen, you have 24 months of work and deliverables and you're going to work hard. That's amazing. And most accelerators accelerate and move on. What makes you different? Yeah, so we are there for the long run. So we have 98 groups that we've worked with over our 17 years. We just hired an alumni coordinator. So our alumni will keep getting kind of next stage work. So some of those groups have been out of our portfolio for 15 years or more. And every few weeks, every two weeks, they get emails from our team, but not just that they're getting emails offering connections to free executive coaches. And you might be interested in this funding opportunity. And maybe you want to go to this conference and there's free spots, but we're 
going to bring groups back and continue to do capacity building. So there might be a new executive director or they might have a second in command who wants some leadership development. And so most accelerators, you're in for six months, you do your pitch and then you move on. And with Social Innovation Forum, it's a, it's a long time family. That's remarkable. And you're doing so much good for your community on both sides and all around. It's like a three-way partnership from the funders to the organizations to the constituents that are benefiting from the organizations as they become strengthened. What is it that our listeners can do for you or what type of help do you need? Sure. Well, well, certainly our groups are out in the community doing really hard social change work. And so listeners, listen up, certainly look our groups up. And if you're interested in any social issues, many of our groups, if you're local to the greater Boston area, need board members, need people who are involved, need help. Um, certainly everybody in this sector, and I'm sure you see this on all of your your podcast needs money and support and attention um, in all sorts of ways. And many of these groups are just busy. And so they need, um, what we find is in the greater Boston area, there's a lot of people who are early retired who can go in and be really great thought partners, not even necessarily getting on the board, but really helping out with specifics and supporting organizations at critical places in their growth and their evolution. That's remarkable. And, and I'm wondering, and I kind of skipped over my question, which was so important. Could you share a couple of success stories with us? I know our listeners love to hear that. Sure, and we, we have many. As I say, we have 98 groups that we've worked with over time. One of the groups is called Veterans Legal Services, and they are a group, we, we met them when they were 22 years old and they'd been flat to level funding for 20 of those 22 years. And I think that the leaders who were pretty new were, how do we move this forward? What do we need to do? And I think very, very quickly after their work with us, they began to raise money, they began to change their board, they moved into a second site and then a third site that they help out at, um, they bring lawyers in to give free services to veterans. So that's just one of many, many. There's so many that are good. We have um, a group that call, that's called Fathers Uplift, and they are working with fathers in many of whom are in the prison system, helping them be strong role models for their children long term and not give up on themselves or their children. Um, their leader recently got into the Obama portfolio. Uh, we have another wow. group called Silver Lining Mentoring that's doing work with foster care youth. Their leader was recently chosen to begin a national institute um, based on the strength of the work that they had been doing in the greater Boston area. So there's all sorts of different kinds of growth that our organizations are going for. Some are replicating and moving nationally, but our focus is really on what does next stage mean for you? And sometimes that means to go deeper and sometimes that means to go wider. And sometimes that means to replicate and really spread. It's amazing. Where do our listeners find out more about both your organization and the initiatives that you're accelerating? 
Sure, thanks for asking. Lots of places. So we're on the web. You can find us at www.socialinnovationforum.org. Uh, we're all over social media. Uh, we're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. And we post a fair amount and we have all sorts of events. They tend to be face-to-face -face versus on the web, though we do post things after events and blog posts as well. Amazing. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here today on the Growth Exponential podcast. And I wish you and all of the organizations that you've been involved with over the year tremendous success in all your worthy endeavors. Bradley, thanks. Great organizations to interview as well. So thank I you. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to the Growth Exponential podcast. If you know an executive director or nonprofit professional that you think I should interview, shoot me an email at bradley at growthexponential.org. 